I literally season. couldn't sleep last night. Really? I literally couldn't sleep. I never have that problem. Because I was so excited. Season two. This is my second favorite public ministry. Episode one. <laughs> Let it begin. Oh, we've been recording this whole time. Welcome to Products of Grace, a podcast by Mercy Hill Church. My name is Lawson Harlow, and with me, I have Don Terrell and Blake McCullough. So, Don, what are we doing today? I love the energy. I love the energy. <laughs> he was doing announcements the other Sunday, I guess. You mean this, Sunday? Yeah, yeah, this Sunday, this past Sunday. Well, we try to keep anonymity on dates, times, because it... it messes with the audience so in the past you did announcements most recently (laughs) what was that what was what are we still recording yeah okay something buzzed yeah so anyways he got up there and i was doing this i was lifting my hands up going energy energy When was I this was Sunday, it. seriously? Yeah. Also, he tried to make a joke. Nobody laughed. No it laughed. It fell. fell so funny. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like I had, pl- I planned that joke. It was yeah, hammer flat. It. I thought that it was a really good joke. It wasn't. It wasn't delivered well. Your timing was terrible. That's, <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> so, what are we doing today? The whole Sunday felt fast. All right, here we go. We're not doing this. Okay. So, what are we doing today is the question. Today, we begin podcasting even harder. Mm. So, season two, episode one, here it is. And what that statement means, it means that we are doubling down on the reasons we podcast, which need to be stated again, all right? So, this podcast is specifically produced for the Saints of Mercy Hill Church, that sweet little fellowship just across the state line in Olive Branch, Mississippi. And we are aware of our listeners not all being a part of the Sweet Little Fellowship. And so we acknowledge and resolve that our topic, which we shall discuss today, and those which are forthcoming will always aim to be topics worthy of discussion to not only the Saints of Mercy Hill, but to our listeners around the globe. Oh, goodness, Mm. he said globe. We welcome you, the listeners, back from our collective break, and we say thank you while extending a hearty invitation to those who may just be joining us for the first time or perhaps giving us another listen, for we also acknowledge and resolve to only be an acquired taste. (laughs) 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 All right, so I have a confession. Since our time away, I was super concerned that our listeners wouldn't come back. Then I remembered the other reason we podcast is that the elders of Mercy Hill Church are actually great friends. Hmm. And man, I've missed y'all. I know. Like during this time. We haven't seen each other since we recorded the last podcast. Well, we have. (laughs) 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 So I've missed these conversations. I think I speak for us collectively. I've missed these conversations. Perhaps some of the greatest fruit of our labors has been sharpening each other in the time spent in the recording booth together, which is... We did upgrade the suite. We did. We laid nice some upgrade. of that sweet wood paneling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Retro. Retro. So, all right, enough memory lanes, resolutions, and just downright emotional gushing. And let's... Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
But one more thing. So the Saints of Mercy Hill, we announce the podcast literally every Sunday. And it seems real self-serving sometimes, but it's yeah. necessary. Because I had a really faithful saint the other day. We were in a conversation and Products of Grace came up. And this individual said, what's this Products of Grace? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're here every Sunday. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's like during the announcements, this individual is just narcolepsy out. <laughs> Like Catches else. every announcement right. but that one. Boom, I'm out. <laughs> Boom, I'm back. <laughs> so um, we need we need to keep announcing it. Okay, that's 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 the moral. So um, because it's for the members and those in attendance, as we stated in the ministry of Mercy Hill uh, Church. Um, you know that's our target audience. So we need to keep we need to keep announcing it, and also just FYI. Because Mercy Hill Church is a 501c3, and because this is a podcast by Mercy Hill Church, and because we have on our website a giving page, and because on that drop-down box there's a opportunity to select Blessed by Products of Grace, people, Lawson, what have they done? People gave, people and I gave. actually cannot believe it. Sincerely gave, cannot believe gave. it. But we should And I think I know who it is. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna break it up and and I'm Don't gonna assume that it's <laughs> that it's it's small dollar donations broken into many people. Can we live like that? Sure. That's what we really want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we're here to ask you today, faithful listeners, if you're blessed by products of grace wherever you are. Find us at mercyhillob.org, check us out at giving, <laughs> and maybe you too can be a part of this announcement in the future. No you time can have better a than part. the present. Just I know Press it. pause, get going. All right, so today's topic is related back to our purpose of the podcast, which is for the Saints of Mercy Hill. So I'm going to form this topic in a question. You ready? I'm ready. And this question is posed to um, I like not knowing Lawson and Blake, and neither one of you know what we're doing. So <laughs> y'all so should scary. see them. Both of them are like their chins are leaning back into their chest a little bit, getting a little tight. <laughs> so why in the world didn't we preach on the doctrine of Romans one sixteen to the Jew first and also to the Greek? Oh man! I mean the whole verse. <laughs> we chopped it up. We looked at it five different ways. We have we have taken years to get through Romans one. It seems like <laughs> per Blake, <laughs> but yet we couldn't slow down long enough to touch on <laughs> perhaps one of the most recurring themes throughout the entirety of the Book of Romans. And for y'all who don't attend church here, and maybe this is your first episode, we are preaching through um, Romans. Romans. Literally verse by verse. Verse by like verse. One verse per week. And it's awesome. It's blessing everyone. It is <laughs> it is core to who we are. The ministry of the church is to proclaim the word. Uh, but I found it Thoroughly. interesting. Yeah, but I found it interesting. So I'll, I'll quote the verse. So Romans one sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, <coughs> to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That's Romans one sixteen. So just... Brief caveat here. 
I don't preach on Sundays. And it's been because you hold on. And it's been recorded on this podcast as saying that I'm somewhat of an ongoing silent audit. Can I can I make you a shirt that says silent audit? (laughs) Yeah. So each of you preach, Lawson, you preach, Blake, you preach, and and thank you. Um but if I recall correctly, the verse in question was a split responsibility between the two of you. Mm-mm. I think you bridge the gaps, but we don't care about truth. It's all about <laughs> it's all about effect here. All right, and we never covered the Jew first, and also to the Greek. I can actually tell you why. Actually, Stop. we don't care. <laughs> if it's not in my notes, it doesn't happen. <laughs> We don't care about truth. We care about the narrative. Yeah. I'm just like trying to wonder if he's ever going to let us talk. Right? I know, right? All right. So he's with so that, happy to be back. I know. He's sorry. Like, I have 300 I forgot days there's of words. two other people Welcome here. Welcome to the Don Show. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, gentlemen, let's slice into this cake and see what this piece of cake is all about. That was terrible. <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. Hey, I heard, I heard a... Uh, they think it's funnier than I do. I thought it was bad, and bad jokes don't deserve to be laughed at. Talk about a bad joke. You don't even know what a good joke is. The joke yesterday was funny. Or not yesterday. Anyway, I heard a, I heard a uh, Vietnamese idiom yesterday, and it blessed me. Hey, everyone. It's Peanut Butter King. Just uh, letting you know that the following bleep is just a lame joke. That is it. Just a lame joke. Really? What is it? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Wow. It, it, I'm obviously in English. It doesn't have the same, but. All right. All right. I'm just marinating on that. Because they don't hear it. No, I, I get yeah. it. I, yeah, I, I, got, I got it. But if it's <laughs> shot at them. Right. Totally different effect. Yeah, for totally sure. Totally different. All right. So I have a story about meds. What? So while we've been gone, I had to take some meds, and these meds were pink. The pills were pink, which makes you think. What does that make you think, like Pepto Bismol? That they're for a girl. Yeah, they're like they're they're unassuming, right? They're maybe even inviting, don't you think? Like, take me. I'm what? pink. <laughs> no, I'm soft. What? I'm cuddly. No, right? Because pink is mostly known for a. a color for a girl i mean don't you think that's a, it's yeah, a feminine color of course yeah okay well my whole thing is like looks can be deceiving <laughs> because on i sent this to you lawson do you remember what the warning label said yeah Tell no. no i'm not say it no you said you weren't having a chance to talk <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> he grabbed his chair he's so <laughs> uncomfortable it says on the warning label of the meds that this med can cause diarrhea for weeks and up to months. It says months on it. It was plural. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it reminds me of Lawson as a church planner. <laughs> so Lawson comes over to my house. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm... And he comes into my house. He has dinner for the first time, and he's telling me about Mercy Hill, telling Julie and I about Mercy Hill. And did he come to your house? Y'all, re- I remember how the story how y'all met. Y'all rode someplace. Yeah, to a conference. We rode someplace. He we rode like seven house, hours together. We did, did he ever have? Did you ever see him drive away? 
Like what he was driving in while oh, he was no. trying to plant Stop. the church. So when I first came, he had already moved on from that vehicle. Oh. But it was very recent. It was like very, because people were asking him, like, what happened to the... I was in the truck at that point when yeah. you came here. Yeah, so when Lawson was first church planning and gathering the <laughs> the collective saints of Mercy Hill, the the core team, if you will, he was driving a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Y'all, Beth hated that car so <laughs> much. Have. Y'all rode off from my house after having dinner, and I'm like, this is so weird. <laughs> this guy has a nicer car than all five of my cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So, looks can be deceiving. So this topic that we're going to cover today is wildly debated. Oh, man. So, who are the Jews? Who is true Israel? Why does Paul state that salvation came to the Jews first? What is meant by that statement? And then to the Greek, after coming to the Jew, what does he mean? So I'm driving to church a couple of weeks ago and thinking through the podcast, I've taken a break of like doing this. And season two, like I knew we had a date set and it hits me. And I was like, for us, we got to start off by covering Romans, Romans 116, which is Jew first and also to the Greek. Because it's not like we aren't, I mean, the reality is not like we aren't going to encounter this as we preach through Romans, but it does afford and provide our content today. So I text everyone that I had the topic and none of y'all knew because I normally don't tell you. Then later the next week, as I've already decided, like I started building my notes, I'm looking at Twitter and along comes a tweet from the SBC Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, which oh, posts the this. following. This is ERLC. <clears throat> Our Savior was born a mixed-race Savior. In his flesh, Christ embodied the racial diversity that would mark his kingdom. His kaleidoscope heritage pointed to the day when every knee in heaven and earth would bow at his name. This individual that posted this, I went to his personal Twitter page, and he posted like, a 12. Yeah, I read that yesterday. And I was thankful for that. Yeah, it he, encouraged he clarified me. a lot of things. Yeah, I don't think the ERLC did him any favors well, at all. Well, that article is four years old, and then yes. they just dropped it on Christmas. Like. like, so he was adding, like, theological context. Like, this is who I am, and I don't believe in revisionist, you right. know, going back. But maybe this is one time where at least I can speak to it. And, you know, the issue is that um, that's a that's a... It, just on face value, right? Like, I'm always like, I mean, you've said it before, Lawson, when your quotes hit our Facebook page, you're yeah. always like, what? What, give, context? Yeah, give me context. Yeah. So I think we can all, like, assume graciously, give the guy, like, a little, right. you know, so I'm not here to, like, <laughs> scorch the earth. Yeah, so I think he's taken enough on the chin. But my my thought was, it's a, it's a grievous error, you know, to think about... Um, you know, to think about the genealogy of Christ and not understand the importance of his um, of his genealogy and also, you know, who he is as a Jew and yeah. what tribe he comes from. When you deviate from that, I think you uh, I think you deviate from really how Paul intros Romans mm-hmm. because you're avoiding or maybe you're denying. That he, uh, in the fullness of God, uh, in the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. 
And specifically, he descends from David. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. did preach on that. Absolutely. And so that's where, you know, to me, it's like, I was thinking it ties back to the importance of knowing the true meaning of the gospel is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes to the Jew first and also uh, to the Greek. So again, this topic is widely de- debated. And I think really two things that can frame is the um, traditional covenantal view and the traditional dispensational view. Don't you think? Don't you think that's kind of like some music playing in the background that you like that will like? I don't know. What do you think? Lassie? I don't understand. What, what do you? Sorry, help me. What do you want? So traditional covenantal view is that um, the reason I ask about that, like I understand the traditional dispensational view, but the traditional like the traditional covenantal view has thirty six million veins, and so it's like I, I want the definition before I say anything. It's kind of like a spectrum. Yeah. Like no, it, re- it really is like. All right, so let me read this definition. Yeah, yeah. So traditional covenant theology, as is indicated by its name, focuses on covenants. It believes in three covenants, the covenant of redemption, the covenant of works, and the covenant of grace. The covenant of redemption is between the members of the Trinity before the foundation of the world. The covenant of works is between God and our first human parents before their fall into sin. And the covenant of grace is seen after their fall as well as throughout the Bible, starting from Genesis 3.15. The covenant of grace can also be seen in the covenants with Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, and the New Covenant. In other words, the covenant of grace is seen throughout the Old and New Testaments. From the perspective of traditional covenant theology, salvation in both Testaments is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. The people of God in the Old Testament believed in the coming Messiah, while in the New Testament they believed in Jesus of Nazareth as the Messiah. Excuse me. Furthermore, the church is spiritual Israel. The sacrifice is Jesus Christ. The priesthood, the priesthood is for all believers. The temples is the temple is the hearts of believers, and the promised land is the kingdom of God. In other words, there is no future role for the Jews, and all Old Testament expectations are fulfilled in the church. Okay. You with that? Sorry, part? I just I just wanted to know because like when we talk about a covenantal view. I understand. It, it, it matters. Veins. It matters really what what subsection of theology we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good with that. So traditional dispensational view, the followers of this school believe that God deals with human beings differently in different dispensations. Each dispensation has unique elements and or a covenant that shapes the way in which God relates to human beings. These dispensations are innocence, conscience, human government, Abrahamic promise, Mosaic law, grace, and the millennium, which is followed by the eternal state. From this perspective, Israel and the church must be distinct. The promises of God to the Old Testament to Old Testament Israel will literally uh, will be literally fulfilled. Furthermore, the Jews today are Israel, and interpreters should read the Old Testament literally without bringing into it the meaning of the New Testament. In other words, the Jewish people today are recipients of the Old Testament promises, including the land promises. In this perspective, the age of the church will be over at the rapture. The Jewish people will go through the tribulation, believe in Christ, and then they will experience the fulfillments of Old Testament prophecies in the millennium. In totality. In totality. Okay. So who is the true Jew? Romans 2, 28 through 29. Read that quickly, Lawson. Goodness. I was already in Romans, but I was in Romans 11. Romans 2, 22, you said? 28. 28 through 29. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical, but a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter, 
His praise is not from man, but from God. <laughs> Blake's laughing. Why are you laughing? I, look, I'll tell you. Look, I, so I was I was reading this yesterday, and I about. Why I, are you laughing? Hold on, I want to know because you're just so like pleased. Like your face is just so. Like, oh yeah, because I'm so happy. You had no idea, like with my OCD. So like it's like we ate all the sides, but we didn't eat the steak. <laughs> <laughs> So my, my favorite thing about this text is the lead into it because Paul uncircumcises everyone. Yes. Mm. So like uh, verse twenty verse twenty five. I literally laughed in my office yesterday as I was working through this. In your what? In my parlor. For, it says, for circumcision indeed is a value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. And we look at that and it's like, oh, we better keep the rest of them. It's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 no. He literally just uncircumcised everyone in the room. Every single person. It's like, nope, nobody is. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Anything else to add? What are we, so why did I read that? I mean, I, I know why I read that in regard to the context, but like. So the whole preface is. Why, what is meant but when Paul says in Romans uh, uh, Romans 1.16, uh, who are the Jews, who is the true Jew, why does Paul state that salvation came to the Jews first, what is meant, and then to the Greek, after coming to the Jew, what does he mean? So the whole, so I think you, I think it's important to have like the traditional covenant understanding, yeah. understanding that like we come to scripture sometimes with our own personal biases, but let's look through the scriptures. Yeah unabashedly and see what Paul says. So Paul says the true Jew is one of the heart. Yeah. So Romans one seventeen, the just shall live by faith. When saved by faith, then one is said to be a true Jew. Certainly. Okay. The but I do but I do think it's important to understand a historical context here because there is a historical context, which is that Jesus did indeed come first to the Jew. Um, and so like in regard to ethnic Israel, like he came from ethnic Israel to ethnic Israel. And I think John helps us with this. He came to his own and his own people did not receive You're him. You're stealing from my notes. That's because we're working on the same topic. <laughs> um, and so like, because he came to his own and his own people did not receive him, we certainly have that parable of the wedding feast mm-hmm. where he goes out, he sends these invitations. They say, no, I don't want to go. And he says, well, I'm going to go into the streets and I'm going to get everybody, mm-hmm. um, which is a beautiful picture of God's grace and inclusion of the worst of people on the planet into his wedding and being a part of it. And so first, the historical context is that he genuinely did come to the Jew first. They rejected him. Mm-hmm. It is important to note that they knew him, but they rejected him. Um, but now, and I think even maybe retroactively isn't the best term, but um, when you see Paul work through that section in Romans 3 all the way into Romans 11, and then passages like Ephesians, through really second half of two and three, um, you're seeing him construct the man that has always been there as Israel, which is all of those who are united to Christ by faith. So those people who looked at those covenants like the Noahic, like the Mosaic covenant, and as they're looking at that covenant, they see the covenant of works that's presented there, not a covenant of grace, but the shadow of the covenant of grace. Mm-hmm. And they say, we're looking forward to him. Mm-hmm. They are a part of true Israel where Achan, who was swallowed up, was not. Mm-hmm. Ethnic, yes. True, no. So in Romans one uh, seventeen, it says, uh, the just shall live by faith. And when saved by faith then one is said to be a true Jew. What verse was that? I'm sorry. 
Romans 1.17. Okay, sorry. You want to read it? For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Okay. So the just shall live by faith. When saved by faith, then one is said to be a true Jew. <laughs> Blake's wheels in his brain are like, dee, 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 dee. Uh, speak, bro. I'm just trying to, I thought that's what we just said. Yeah. We've done this. <laughs> just reframing it. Okay, sorry. So Romans 3.30. I think there's a link here. Look at Romans 3.30. Read that. Sorry, I got to get there. Sorry, I'm scrolling. Uh, since God is one who will be, who, blah, blah, sorry. Since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means, on the contrary, we uphold it. So there's an interesting link that circumcision and faith are linked here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's this word Because here. there's a one-to-one correlation in the scriptures of circumcision and regeneration and faith. Amen. But I think we look at it and say, like, what has really blessed me is the by and the through binding this language as as parallel correlation, meaning those that are saved by faith are then circumcised because they are saved by faith. Mm. And uncircumcision, they will they will be saved mm. through faith, and when that faith is apportioned to them, they come into the fold as circumcised mm. because circumcision is of the heart by the spirit, mm-hmm. not by the letter. Come on, that'll preach. Yeah, what's interesting about it is that that word is uh, what's the word diameter mean? Sorry, I'm trying the across. Okay. Sorry. Across the circle. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking because, like, the word. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, the um the word that they that he used by is ex, which is like to pull through, like exit. Ah. Um, and the word through there is dia, which is that to, to same thing. Across. It's the same basic principle. It's two different words, and you have to wonder why he used the two different words mm-hmm. to essentially articulate the same theme. And it's like this circumcision by faith for the um. I'm sorry, who will justify the circumcised, speaking of the ethnic Jew by faith, that, that thing that had been promised, and these uncircumcised through faith, it's just like, this is the thing that has come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when it says, um, so so once we get that language, right, that, yeah. that that's correlating language, that yeah. the by faith and through faith, mm-hmm. and then we get the Jew, the Gentile, or the Jew, the Greek, yeah. Jew by faith, Greek will be through faith, and when they are saved, by faith they come to be the true Jew. Yeah. So when Christ came to his own people, but they did not receive him, who were they? They were not true Jews. They were not true Jews. Absolutely, yeah. But we would, I mean, like you've already stated, we, they would, would, be, yeah. we would look at them. The language I use is they are the commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always use ethnic just because I think that's that's helpful in identifying like lineage and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I also think, we do like I think we can look at them and say, friend, like all the oracles of God were yours. Mm. Like all of these blessings were 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 on you. And to be real honest with you, it seems as though the the you should be the one most thrilled at the incarnate one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it got, the scriptures go on to say, but to all who did receive him, he gave the right to be called mm-hmm. children of God. And it, and it's, it states, not of flesh, but of spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So when it says that salvation came to the Jew first, we have to understand that his own people didn't receive him. Yep. Why is it vital to know that Christ is descended from David and is of the tribe of Judah? And, and I'll add, he isn't a kaleidoscope of racial diversity. He's not. But rather, he descended from David according to the flesh, meaning he is of the nation of Israel, a Jew, and specifically of the tribe of Judah. If we deny this, my opinion, we deny him. Yeah. Why? I mean, David was promised someone to sit on his throne forever, and mm. if he's not of David, then he's not the promised one. Mm. Which is an actual fact. Yeah. 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 And really what you have in the Old Testament is a narrowing down. So if we take Genesis to be the, to, with the appropriate theme, so fun fact, the theme of Genesis is not Genesis's. Um, it's the seed. Yeah. And so if you run through it with the seed motif throughout the entire book, then what you see is that there's this pronouncement of a seed and then it traces that seed so precisely that you even break and interrupt a narrative to mm-hmm. trace it with Judah and and uh, Tamar. Tamar, thank you. I almost said Perez. <laughs> um, and so, like, you, you see that lineage traced, and then you have a narrowing down of it. So the mm-hmm. last thing in Genesis is, okay, not just Adam, Israel, Judah. Mm-hmm. And then it progresses from there and narrows down all the more. You get to David... And then David's really the final narrowing down. And so when Romans 1 comes in um, and it says, son of David, mm-hmm. it's like, this is, this is the final trace of that seed from Genesis 1 mm-hmm. or 3. Mm-hmm. So my statement was, and, and Blake, you nailed it, if we, if we deny this, we deny him, <clears throat> and we just answer the why. If we add to this, we add to him, which is equally dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Help me with that, though. I'm curious. I mean, it's like I, I think it goes back to say, like, if if you, to me, the author is of that statement is is adding something. Yeah. Which is dangerous. Like, it, I think I think he's trying to be helpful, but I think those. The and remember, he went back and clarified. Yes. So yeah. So just just on face value, yeah. I think there's a lot yeah. of people that are like, oh yeah, I get it. But I think my fear is like. The same thing can be true when we, when we uphold his genealogy and his lineage and say yes, he did descend. But then we add something to him, like as he further fulfill. I think that's I don't know. Like that's why I wanted to. I mean, obviously, there's a live recorded conversation, yeah. so I don't have all the answers. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was a fair question, and would like to get y'all's opinion on it. I think you're safe to point out that. I mean, Matthew points out parts of Jesus's lineage lineage that are, on face value, embarrassing. Which yeah, I think is important fair. that he does that. Right. I don't think it's to show us that he has a kaleidoscopic, you know, lineage, but it is awesome to see the nations kind of put it put into mm-hmm. that, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, which I do think is is kind of this this cool little, if anything, just like whisper of what the kingdom is, right? But it's it's not fair to say, and he did clarify this. It's not fair to say that he wasn't completely Jewish, you mm-hmm. know. And I think his, but Jesus' lineage testifies to something else, right? It testifies to the fact that the that the Jew, that the Gentiles were always meant to be a part of that yes. covenant. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, one of the things that when I whenever I have this conversation with people, normally what I use I use Rahab and I use Achan and laying them out before people who say no, 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 all the pro- like 
um, you have to be ethnic Jew to receive the promises of that God's given in the Old Testament. And I say, well, what do we do with Rahab? Mm. And then we lay them out and we say, well, who's the, who's the true Jew here? Mm. Is Rahab the true Jew who believes in God by faith? Or, or or is is Achan? Mm. Which which one would you say is the is the better Jew? Mm. And and it's it's so interesting because everybody immediately says, well, Rahab. It's yep. like mm-hmm. not by not by the standard that you've set, <laughs> right? Uh, but by God's standard, absolutely, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. circumcision, that mark in the Old Testament that identified someone as ethnic Israel, is one to one that is even applied in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. is regeneration and faith, and mm-hmm. it marks them as the child of God, like you've already mentioned from John one, mm-hmm. and that mark of being the child of God is a mark that really goes back to Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam was the son of God. Israel is ethnically the son of God, but the people of God, the true people of God that will be with him eternally have been marked by something, mm-hmm. and that is the circumcision of the heart, faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, uh, so just moving on. So, but those who he came to in the fullness of time who witnessed his ministry were Jews. Yeah? Wait, repeat Ethnically? The, but those who he came to in the fullness of time who witnessed his ministry were Jews. By and large. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wrote, Primarily. Yeah. So those who did receive him were the true Jews. Yes. Of the heart. Therefore, he came to the Jew first and also to the Greek, meaning there were those who were saved by faith in Christ when he came to first as the promised one. Mm. I mean, presently. Like in his ministry, right? There are those on the planet that are the true Jew, the one of the heart who are saved by faith. But then also the Greeks means that those who aren't yet saved by faith are of the elect and will be saved by faith. And once saved by faith are then born again as a child of God, no longer a Greek, but a Jew. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. You Mm -hmm. like it? I like that. So isn't this the way it's demonstrated in Abraham, the father of us all? Elaborate. A question. <laughs> what do you, so what do you, it, frame it, your question a little bit more, please. It seems to me that Abraham was converted to be a Jew. Yeah. By the heart. Yep. Yeah, so he was converted to be a son of God. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, bro. Like, so he was a he was a Gentile. Mm. Like we forget this. So th- we're we're having a really fun conversation around something, and I want to and I want to just go ahead and like I want to throw a dart at it. Okay. Um. So like we're 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 dealing with this covenantal theology, which is an argument from Presbyterianism says you have to deal with our covenant theology before you can deal with baptism. And in, in, you know, like if we're going to have a conversation about it, <laughs> I was it. waiting for it. <laughs> and so like we've done that. Like we we've been having this conversation around cov- uh, around covenant theology. Um. And so, like, it is important to note that what we're going to deal with in, in the next couple of years is Romans 4. And Romans 4 lays out this, this, this language mm. of Abraham. And Presbyterians go there regularly to say, well, see, they received the seal of righteousness, that seal of righteousness being circumcision. It's like, that's not what that text says. Abraham is a model, and his model is, and, we, and we're his children, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're his children because we believed mm-hmm. it was counted to us as righteousness. Indeed. And then and only then <laughs> do we receive the sign of the covenant, 
which now is baptism. Mm. And so the the regeneration in faith has always been the one-to-one, and then God, by grace, gives us a visual of it in baptism and says, hey, you've been born again through the circumcision not made with hands, and since you have been, then and only then, go through those covenantal waters and identify as a, as a part of the children of God. Mm. Yes. Preach. I really missed this podcast. Yeah. Okay. So at Romans eleven twenty six, let's read that. Okay, so I was already hanging out in Romans eleven. I figured we were going to go there. Blake, you read it. Blake, let's hear your voice. Mm. Hear your voice. Twenty six. I yeah. forgot we were recording, and I just sang. <laughs> <laughs> and in this way, all Israel will be saved, as it is written: "The deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob." You want me to keep going? No. Okay. So I've, I've got quoted, and in this way, all Israel will be saved. Hmm. So this is a highly debated it is. verse. And it's a true verse. It is. So who is As true Israel? This is easy. Sorry. Austin, what do you think? So uh, it's important. Context is yeah. king. Mm-hmm. Romans 11, 1, uh, Romans 11, 1, 1 and 2. I asked then, has God rejected his people? By no means. This is funny because he essentially recalibrates what yes. it means to be his people. Uh, by no means, for I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. Now, this is the important language. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Hmm. Now, it's important to note that Paul has already defined that, and he defined that in Romans 8. Um, hmm. Then it goes on to say in verse 4, um, but what is but what is God's reply to him? I've kept for myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. They've always been uh, a shadow of the elect. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. So Ephesians two helps us with that. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. But the, the elect rest. obtained it. That's right. Um, but the gone, huh? Gone and finished. But the rest were hardened. Mm. And so that that language, and that language really carries over into First Peter as well, but the the elect obtained it. He's already laid this out for us. He said those in verse two, God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. And so the people of God have always been those foreknown. Mm. Uh, and this goes back to, you know, the first thing you mentioned in regard to covenant theology is the covenant of redemption or the pactum sanctus or whatever you'd like to call it. Those are God's people. That's right. Um, and so those being God's people, many were a part of ethnic Israel, mm-hmm. but, but many of ethnic Israel are not a part of the elect. Mm-hmm. But here's what we do know. All of the elect are God's sons and daughters, and they are true Israel. And so when it says all of Israel, all of Israel will be saved, mm-hmm. all those whom God foreknew, mm-hmm. they will obtain the promises because Christ obtained the promise. And I love that Calvin quote that he was enriched that he might enrich us. So um, it just makes me stop and think like for uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first Mm -hmm. and also to the Greek. Yeah. That like he did in fact come to his own people and his own people did not receive him. But those that he did come to were believing Jews in which did yeah. in fact receive him. Mm-hmm. And in the fullness of time, 
they witnessed his earthly ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also to the Greek means because they rejected him, because the Commonwealth rejected him, he will now go to the Gentiles. Yep. And, and, and just like what you said, in reality, he is bringing in all Israel mm-hmm. because he is the true king yep. over yep. his true kingdom. Yep. And he calls it Israel. Mm. So it's the same thing today. Right? This is happening today. Guide me by the hand more thoroughly. (laughs) There are those who we would describe as being saved. Of course. Active and present salvation, right? Because it's They have been circumcised of the heart, filled with the Spirit, and they believe Hmm. by faith right now. It's the reason the sun rose. Yes. There are those yet to be saved, Hmm. but will be. Mm -hmm. And you call them what, Lawson? I don't know. God's elect is what yeah. Uh, called them. So they are the elect of God, and and He will indeed bring them in. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no. There's no. There's no guessing. No. So, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking. There is a. So there's two ways to look at this. I think, and we're probably going two different directions. No. You're dancing over there. Uh, there's two ways to look at this that I think really one is a great hindrance and one is a great uh, emboldening truth, which the hindrance is, oh, God's going to save them. So I'm going to sit on my hands. Right. Right. And the emboldening truth is I have brothers and sisters that are currently slaves mm-hmm. and I'm going to go bring them the gospel so that God, by his grace, may open their eyes that they might repent and believe and they might see their sonship. Um, and, and I, and that's, that's the emboldening aspect. Every time we talk about covenant theology, every time we talk about, um, the elect in that predestination way, there's, there, there's, there's two responses. One is biblical and one is contra gospel altogether. Mm. And the biblical one says, then I must go Mm. anyway. So I am a true Jew, thus a member of true Israel, say by faith, and I long for the kingdom to come. Meaning every last sinner be converted through faith and brought into the family by faith. No longer Greek, but Jew, true Israel. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anything to add? That's all I got, fellas. I built a sermon outline and I walked us through it. You know, I was going to say the reason that it wasn't covered on Sunday morning is because, you know, you wouldn't <laughs> preach on Sunday morning. Literally. <laughs> literally. You're not going to weaponize because this against me. Uh, on Sunday morning at 930, you're like, you got to put this in. It's like, nah, bro, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite's when when Don's been staring at the text for like two weeks because he's way more prepared than either one of us. And, and he, he didn't even and, I know, and he and he'll be like, Hey bro, I've been thinking about this for the last month and a half. Should have called me on Tuesday, <laughs> can you, bro. Can you can you just throw this in there for me? And so a while back Give me the spirit. A while back we're sitting we're sitting in the Yeah, I'm about to tell the story. So a while back we're sitting in the pastor's parlor and I'm working through where was I? It was the very it was the beginning maybe of the yeah, downward spiral. Of the downward spiral. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, like, what is that? One eighteen. And so yeah, it was one eighteen. And so I'm literally about to walk through the depravity of man and suppression in suppressing the truth. And Don says, Hey bro, I'm gonna need the spirit in there. <laughs> And I'm and I and I'm like his literally face, his face so is I'm, so unloving. I am, <laughs> thought he was gonna throw up. I am the most bound to the text. If in, like I'm like 
I don't I, I don't walk away reason. from it. And so I don't it's like, remember what it was. It's like, hey man, like I know we're talking about general revelation and the suppression of truth, but if you could just if you could just tag this in there for me. And I'm like, bro, like, do you want this to be a main point? Like it's not in the text. Like I don't know what you want from me. And but the but the issue is this happens normally every Sunday to some capacity. I throw a tennis ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty seven minutes yeah, before yeah. we're supposed to start. But 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 this time for some reason it was like it was like a gear got hung in my brain. It was a speed Heck bump nah. too large to get over. I was like, I got case. 16 points and I can't fit in another one right, right. now. Right. But, All right. So with that. No, I'm sad. I want to thank my fellow elders, Blake McCullough and Lawson Harlow. I realize with the looks like we have, we too can be deceiving. But rest assured, dear listeners, we cause no ill effects weeks to months later. Because we are true products of grace. My brothers and my friends, Godspeed. This podcast was edited and produced by Peanut Butter and Jelly Production. Let us help you kill at podcasting.